Good morning. I'm Matt with So Cincy. Welcome to the Bible Stay live stream. It's a little different setup because my wife is a miniature creator, so she loves making houses and things like that. And and uh, the table is just a a mess. So I'm here on the couch, but I think I like. I think I like the couch a lot better than the table. I'm just being honest. Now I just need some artwork back here. But anyways, so we're going to be in Acts chapter 8. I hope you had a great weekend. We're going to be in Acts chapter 8 today. Reading from the New Living Translation. And so if you miss some of the other streams um, to get caught up, you can listen. You can check those out. And also, um, they're available on on uh podcasting i think my goal for this week is just to to promote the podcast so if you don't want to watch if you rather listen we're on apple Podcasts, we're on spotify and we're on anchor and i, I think maybe google podcast i don't know but for sure apple Podcasts and spotify check us there so since podcast and uh let's just go ahead and jump right into it like i said we are in acts chapter eight one of the things I left off with on Friday's video and stream was um, I ended Acts 6 and 7 with Acts 8 and 1. So I'll, I'll reread that and we'll go ahead and we'll get going. So Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news, and Jesus went Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs that he did. Many evil um, spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed were or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the one, as the great one, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time they, he had astounded them with his magic. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they had arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given, when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. 
But Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you've said won't happen to me. After testifying and preaching the word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, and they stopped in many Samaritan villages along the way to preach the good news. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to them, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under their under the Kandake, the queen of Ethiopia. I'm sorry if I didn't say that right. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem and to worship, and he was now returning, seated in his carriage. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk alongside beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you are reading? The man replied, How can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up with the, into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And that is Isaiah 53, 7 and 8. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azalus, and he preached the good news there and every town along the way until he came to Caesarea or Caesarea, however you say that. So that is Acts chapter 8, and I want to talk a little bit about some, just some things I've seen in, in just the comparisons and, and contrasting from uh, earlier books in the in chapter in, in earlier chapters in the book of Acts and what we're seeing here because I, I think it's it's unique and and I don't know um, too much but as I was studying for this and as I will continue on in studying like these are these are things for me that I would I would dig more into to get more insight and into and some and some more uh, uh, research. And so, if we go back up to um, chapter eight at the beginning, in verse, I oh, this is the second half of verse one. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. And so what's interesting, if you quickly just, if you would just briefly read over that, you know, and not and not catch it, that's why with, with the Bible you should go slow. It's better to go slow because you can, you can pick up these little things. And I didn't realize till like just like last night. Um, back in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, 
when it talks about you will receive uh, the Holy Spirit, you will go out and you'll go to like Judea, Samaria, and other places. Like this is the they, they, this is the the reference to that, and so may probably there were some believers who left the church where they were and went out into these areas. But here it shows because of the persecution that was going on with that, with that early church, that's why they got sent out. And so if you think about it for us in, in what capacity or, or yeah, in, in what kind of world would we get persecuted? I'm talking about now, where we would get persecuted, especially for uh, Christians in the West, where when we get persecuted, like a great persecution like they're talking about, will we go and start proclaiming the good news and and telling people about this what an honor it is to have this this great persecution for God cuz from what i've seen and please correct me if i'm wrong what i've seen is when we talk about us being persecuted in the west the american church it's more about political points and play rather than um rather than the the preaching of the the good news like this that it's an honor to to uh be sacrificed for god so it's like oh this is christian persecution and we can't we can't do this and we're we're trying to restore a a position of power but but what Jesus talks about is is that persecution is is always always comes from a place where where um there there is suffering and it's not a like you you read the gospels there there is no political posi- like political power and positioning like like Jesus was persecuted and killed for it and so similarly here in acts 8 they're it's it's the same thing it's they're they're not going to talk about oh woe is us we're being persecuted we're losing we lost our power no there was there was no power minus except for the holy spirit and they were going because they they knew there was a greater mission they knew there was a greater mission and so then what you see is they they bring in in verse nine this story about a man named Simon who'd been a sorcerer. Now this is not when I when I was studying what Constable says in his notes because that's one of my favorite commentaries. It's it's free. That's why it makes it so great. So tech, if you just type in like whatever book you're reading in the Bible and then Constable's notes C O N S T A B L E Constable Constable's notes. It'll it'll pop up. You can type in like I type in Constable Notes Acts or Constable's Notes Romans. And so you can pop it up and you go there. But he was saying was that this Simon the sorcerer 
or the magician or, or I think there's another translation they used for him. I can't remember what it was. But he was saying that this is not like this this ain't like a David Blaine. Like this is like a um a guy who had like demonic powers. And so there was like things like possession like possession and taking over bodies. So this was and so he was he was um great in the land, but he was great according to his name. And so Philip comes along and the people are seeing um the people are seeing healings and and all these different things with Philip. But what it is, is Philip is now proclaiming a different name. He's saying, he's saying like, look, look, it's not me. This is Jesus. This is Jesus the Christ. Believe in him, repent, be saved and all those things. And so you see this here. And uh, the people believe Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God. And Simon himself believed and was baptized. And again, what it says in the commentary was that this was similar to Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira, they sold their land back in Acts 2, 3, something like that. I can't remember exactly. But they sold their land, kept some money. Simon, similarly, is offering money and says, says hey, I want to lay hands on people because Peter and John came. So that they could receive the Holy Spirit, and and that was and well, let me let me finish this thought first. I'll come back to that one. So, um, Ananias Sapphira they offer money to, or they they offered a portion of their money and lied and then, you know, killed over. Simon the sorcerer believed, and they believed this was authentic, like an authentic belief. Um, but just in his own ways, right? That which is how we we become, you know, believers in Jesus, and we and we still have our ways of of what we think is right, and and we learn. And so, in his ways, he's like, "Hey, I want this power too." Was it to make his name great? Maybe, you know. Was it as this change of heart? Maybe. Um, but he's like, he's like, "Hey, here's some money. I want to be able to to do this for people too." And and Peter catches it. Verse 20, may your money be destroyed with you. For thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. So here's my assumption with this, what it's sounding like is that what could be is that had he gotten, had he exchanged money, got the power, had that happened, because of the bitter jealousy and the evil thoughts, he would he could possibly still be in the trap of be, of having life and the, the, the Christian faith be about him versus what we see with Philip. So it's, it's, that, con, it's that contrasting of things. Philip is is doing these great things. He's like, let me tell you about the person that's greater, and that's Jesus. So there's the the slight temptation and being held captive that if that were to happen, Simon would would still be in his way, so to speak. So he's doing things for God, but he's using his name. But the difference between Ananias and Sapphira and Simon is is the repentance there 
And it says, pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you've said won't happen to me. So, and, and it just ends there. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll come across Simon later in, in Acts 8. I don't I don't know. But it, it sounds like it's sounding like this is more like more and more authentic as he's he's believing. Now the next thing, and down in verse 36, Peter or not Peter, Philip, same one. Philip meets the Ethiopian eunuch, talking with him. Because it was a leader explaining Isaiah, all these things. And they came across a body of water in verse 36. And he's like, he's like, hey, I want to be baptized as well. And and so he goes and be baptized. And they came up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. That baptism is and and belief in in God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and all these things, these are all great things that will change a person's life. And so when he when he does these things, or when or when for you as a as a person become understand the goodness of God and his his grace and mercy it it becomes a a comfort um when when life is hard and, and difficult uh if you're a person that's that's struggling um to get into community you are missing things you you feel like there's something needed you know God is God is a God of comfort and one that demonstrate his grace and his mercy. And as Christians, as Jesus followers, we need to be sensitive to the hurt and the and the pain that's around us to be able to be that answered prayer and come alongside and and be the the physical manifest manifestation for lack of a better word of that comfort to be able to surround someone and show someone like like i'm here for you i love you i care about you hey let's go get breakfast let's go get a let's go get a coffee and talk because that's often as as a minister of a church is often the prayers of the people they're they're lonely they're they're sad they're upset they're they're grieving and it's it's difficult and so we as christians can come around someone so i want to challenge you this week if some as you pray if you hear someone who or if you if someone comes across your mind to reach out to them and say hey i was thinking about you how are you and and to go a step further, not do it over a text or a phone call, but like, hey, can we like let's go connect, let's go let's go hook up, let's get coffee, my treat, and and let's talk about life. I'm gonna hear how you're doing because you just came across my mind. I love you. I care for you. Try that this week. See what happens. But 
anyways again i'm matt with so cincy you can follow us on social media everywhere facebook twitter instagram tiktok threads you name it we're on the gamut of it i hope you have a good monday we'll see you later